Hello, my name is Kevin Dorn of the Vision 21 Implementation Committee, and this is the Meet Belmont podcast. We're pleased to be broadcasting to you today from the Belmont Media Center. The Vision 21 Implementation Committee works to facilitate the goals established by the Town of Belmont Vision, which was uh, made in 2001. On the Belmont Meet Belmont podcast, we have conversations with leaders of Belmont's town committees. And the goal here is really to just increase visibility into all the great work that the committees are doing on behalf of our town. If you're a Belmont resident listening to this podcast, we hope that you get a better understanding of the, how the committees play and potentially how you can get involved and participate in activities going on in the town. Uh, today, we're happy to have with us Margaret Vili, the chairman of the Belmont Community Preservation Committee. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how long you've lived in Belmont and why you decided to join the Community Preservation Committee? Okay, thank you, Kevin. Um, I've been a Belmont resident for more than 23 years. My husband and I moved here from Boston when our first child was almost one. So I was excited when Belmont passed the CPA as I grew up in Sudbury and had been aware through my parents of CPA projects that were being done there since about the mid-2000s. So the CPA committee is mainly composed of members from other boards and commissions in town. And as I was already a member of the Conservation Commission, I was eligible. So when they came looking, I volunteered. Great. Yeah, and, uh, and can you just give us maybe an overview uh, to talk about the committee and sort of what is the charter? Okay. So CPA is a Massachusetts law that helps towns preserve open space and historic resources create affordable housing, and develop recreational facilities. It's been around since 2001, and Belmont adopted it in November of 2010. So the CPA committee evaluates and recommends projects to town meeting, but town meeting has the final vote on funding projects. Okay, so it's a, it's a prioritization process yep. of, uh, in those various categories that you Correct. talked about. And uh, you talked a little bit about how um, the CPC is uh, it's kind of this amalgamation of a number of different communities. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about the structure and, yep. um, and what other community stakeholders you're, okay. you're working with? So the, the, the state statute requires that five municipal committees are rec represented. So additionally, when Belmont passed it, we required that the Recreation um, Commission have a member. So there's six out of the nine members are required. So the five committees are the Conservation Commission, which I'm a member of, the Historical Commission, the Housing Authority, the Board of Parks and Commissioners, which in Belmont is the Selectmen, and the Planning Board. And then there are also three at-large members that are appointed by the Selectmen. So Floyd Carmen, the town treasurer, is one of them. Uh, Anne-Marie Mahoney, who's the chair of the Capital Budget Committee, as well as a former select woman is the second, and Andy Rojas, who's also a former selectman, is the third at-large member. Great. And we've had Anne-Marie on our program here, so oh, we've uh, oh, done, good. done some uh, overview with her as well. Um, so how does the funding work then? How, how much funding uh, do you have, and um, how, how do you use it? Okay. So both local and state money go into our fund. Um, locally, there's a surcharge on our property taxes. There are exemptions based on income, and also the first $100,000 of property value is exempted for everyone. So this year, the surcharge averaged um, about $160 per single-family household. 
and in fiscal year 17, which ends on June 30th, we estimate we'll raise just over $1 million locally. Then there's also a, a state component, so we get a partial match on that from the state. And that comes from $20 real estate transactional fees that are collected at the registries of deeds. Additionally, three out of the last four years, the state's had a surplus, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And um, some of that money has gone into the state CPA fund. And only towns that have passed the CPA get that state partial match. Um, about half of the towns, not quite half, have passed the CPA at this point. So Belmont's received just over $1.5 million from the state since we passed the CPA. That comes to about $300,000 a year. So the total for fiscal year 17 from both, which is the one that ends June 30th, from both our local surcharge and the state partial match on that surcharge, we estimate will be about $1.3 million. And then we estimate a similar amount for fiscal year 18. So most of the money then comes locally? Most is locally generated. Um, initially, towns that passed CPA back in um, 2000, for a while they were getting 100% match. Mm -hmm. The housing market was a lot better, so there were more transactions. So there was, a, there was more generated mm -hmm. at the Registry of Deeds, plus there were fewer towns um, that had passed it. And is the state the state funding is pretty consistent then in terms of the level that you get each year, or does um, it, does it well, really vary? We, the no, it, it varies quite a bit. Okay. Um, or it can vary quite a bit. The amount collected at the Registry of Deeds, well, in the mid-2000s before the recession was almost double what mm. they're collecting now. We're, now they're collecting about $25 million mm -hmm. a year the last five or so years. They were c collecting 50, I think even $68 million one year in the mid-2000s. Um, but then f four years ago, the state added an additional $25 million to that from its surplus, so they, so they doubled it. Mm -hmm. So we got, I think we got a 50% match that year. But now we're getting more like a 20% match, 15 to 20% match in that range, without any, um, just from the registry of deeds fees, without any money from the surplus. Okay. So it's, it's pretty well funded, and I imagine it would be pretty challenging then because you talked about the broad areas that you have to spend this money on uh, from a prioritization perspective. So can you talk a little bit about um, the application process for the funds, and, and then how do you, you know, uh, what, so what is the timing of submission for uh, um, interested parties to put in uh, okay. for requests? Okay, so anyone can submit applications for projects in Belmont. Um, and the projects are community-generated in our town. Other towns have more of a top-down, or cities mainly, um, Cambridge, Somerville, have more of a top-down process, but ours are more bottom-up. And we have a two-step annual application process. Um, applications become available over the summer, and then each September we hold a public meeting explaining the CPA and answering questions on specific projects. And then preliminary applications are due a few weeks after that. And preliminary applications are reviewed mainly to ensure that the project is a viable one and that it's eligible for CPA funding, that it meets one of those four criteria that I mentioned earlier, that it's open space or which includes outdoor recreation, historic, or um, affordable housing. So then in November each year, we hold a public meeting where the sponsors present their projects and answer questions from both the committee and the public. And then hopefully they take that the um, the information they got from that meeting into account in their final applications, which are usually due around December 1st each year. 
and then by mid-January, the CPA has completed, we complete our evaluation, and then we've selected the projects that it's recommending to town meeting for the year. Can you give us a feel for just the volume of, of uh, requests that you get every <coughs> every year? Is it is it a lot of requests? And so the first few years, we were more like in the 15 projects or so. Mm -hmm. The last few years, we've been like eight. This year, there were six initially. Um, so it's uh, in that range. Okay. And, and is your philosophy as a group that you um, try to, to put a little bit on everything, or do you say we're taking three or five or you know whatever the, the line is? Yeah, to date there hasn't been that much of a conflict. We've had um, applications kind of across the board. Um, the law requires you to either reserve or spend 10% in each of those three categories each year, but that hasn't been difficult for us at all that's um this has kind of come naturally so um so maybe it's almost the other extreme you're you're, you're not getting a you're, you're not being overwhelmed by requests i mean if, if someone has a great idea out there of yep, something that fits in there yep. you should definitely do it right? yes yep yep okay and then when we review projects we um the first year that the committee was um Formed, we developed what's called the Community Preservation Plan, which we're required to develop, but that kind of outlines um, how we're going to evaluate projects. So, and that gets updated annually. And so, some of the things we look for are really fairly obvious. Is there community need for the project? Is, the, is there community support for the project? Is the project consistent with other Belmont planning documents, such as the Comprehensive Plan and the Vision 21 Statement? Um, are all the necessary parties in town involved and on board with the project? Can the project leverage other money? Can it leverage funding from um, either other state or local or private um, parties? So is that something you tend to see happen a lot then? Uh, people are saying, all right, this is one piece of the funding I need and I already have the you know, private funding lined up, or do they go the other way around and say, yeah, I'll get it's, a little piece here? and. It's gone both ways. For example, mm -hmm. Joey's Park was one of the first um, projects, and they were kind of going before um, CPA actually changed slightly. Initially, you couldn't fund rehabilitation and restoration of recreational facilities, but in 2012, they changed because cities like Cambridge were complaining, we have all this money, but we have no open space to buy, mm -hmm. and we have all these parks that are crumbling. Um, so they changed the law. So Joey's Park happened to come along right when we cha they changed the law. It was our very first year, too, in Belmont. So they were able to fund it, but they had already lined up a lot of private funding. So then they came to us for the last $100,000. I think the project was four or $500,000, and we um, contributed $100,000 oh, to that. But, um, but other projects like um, the PQ Playground Park was a project that was just approved in town meeting a week and a half ago or so. So they um, they came to us first, and now they are going to start doing some private fundraising. So you've talked about uh, Joey's Park and the PQ Playground. Can you give us a couple other examples of things sure. that have been funded? Sure. Um, so believe it or not, 33 projects have been funded to date. Um, Since uh, 2000? I think the 2013 was the very first town meeting that wow. projects were funded. So. Um, and then five were just approved a week ago, a week and a half ago. So recreations projects have been the largest dollar-wise, and our biggest project was the Underwood Pool, where CPA contributed almost $2.3 to the pool. 
including funding its planning and design one year, and then the next year, the construction, two million for the construction. And that was about half the total cost of the project. So other recreation projects as have included Joey's Park, as I said, the Windbrook and JV fields were renovated. Um, the not started yet, but to, to be but approved was the construction of an intergenerational walking path along the south side of Clay Pit Pond. Three sets of tennis courts, the PQ, the um, Winbrook and Grove Street tennis courts over three different years. And as I mentioned, most money, most recently money to rehabilitate the playground at PQ Park. Then historic projects have included money for first a building survey of the Homer House, and then from that survey came out of the, the one of the primary um, things that needed to be done was res restoration of the cupola. And as you may know, the William Flagg Homer House is acro across the street from the town hall and is owned by the Belmont Women's Club and was the home of Winslow Homer's uncle. And so um, other pro historic projects have included the restoration of the town hall doors, which was done two or three years ago, the railings, which are hopefully going to be done. That was approved last year, but since they were approved, the retaining wall that the railings sit on needs some work, so that's going to be delayed a bit. The restoration of Wellington Station's wood shingle roof was approved a few years ago. Um, it hasn't started yet, but it's in the works. The restoration of the Belmont World War I monument on Common Street, that was done about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And then even money for Belmont Media Center to preserve its films and videos was approved a few years ago, and they've used that. Wow, so it's really been a, wa a really wide swath of, of things that you've been able to you know, influence yep. to make the town better. And I'll just say one, the community housing, there's been um, three projects at Belmont Village, hmm. which um, Belmont Village is our assisted family and veterans housing, and there are 100 two and three bedroom units that were built just after World War II in 1949. And the first project replaced the exterior um, underground electrical service from the street to the buildings. And the second project replaced the original interior wiring in all the units and added additional outlets in each room. And then the most recent um, community housing project was approved just last week is an assessment to redevelop Sherman Gardens. And Sherman Gardens is our state-aided public housing for the elderly that was built in 1971. But unfortunately, none of the 80 uh, units are accessible. There's stairs, at least one stair for each unit. Stairs on the second, or units on the second floor actually have a whole flight of stairs. So this project will look into remedying that for at least some of the units, as well as potentially adding additional units. So anyway, those are the, the yeah, selection of our of our projects to date. That's great. Uh, how about uh, preservation of open spaces? That's one thing in the um, town survey that uh, the vision committee does. Uh, that residents had talked about, you know, preservation of, of open spaces. How do you, uh, you know, in this process balance um, sort of the preservation efforts with the, the growth and the generation of taxes uh, for the town? Okay. Well, believe it or not, but to date, Belmont has not spent any money on purely open space. Um, the town has been fairly developed since the mid-20th century, and opportunities are limited in that, limited in that area. But you know, the CPA committee hopes that eventually some of our funds will be used to either acquire additional open space or um, possibly to acquire conservation restrictions. It can also be used for that on 
lands that have environmental or scenic value. CPA funding has, as I mentioned, been used to restore and rehabilitate many of the outdoor recreational facilities in our parks, which are also considered open space under CPA. Okay, great. Um, thanks so much for the overview of the committee. If uh, people are interested in learning more, I know you have a great, uh, there's a lot of information on the website. Yeah, um, we have a website, and then the, um, the state agency that uh, we're part of has the um, Community Preservation Coalition also has a great website. So you can sort of see the, f the funds flow from the state level and where they're being allocated, and then down mm -hmm. at the Belmont level, there's a whole uh, website as well on the, on the town yes, website. Yep. Okay, well, thanks so much. Um, this is Kevin Dorn. I'm signing off for the Meet Belmont podcast. Uh, if you have any feedback for us specifically about the podcast or committees you'd like to see in future conversations, feel free to drop us a line at our email account, uh, which is meetbelmont at gmail.com. Thanks again.